0: Welcome to another Take Note podcast, episode 62. My name is Chris Harper. We discuss a theme or topic from the Word of God between songs every weekday live on Take Note, the radio program. That program can be heard on 88.1 FM on Guam and on khmg.org. This podcast provides anyone who misses a portion of that hour-long program with an opportunity to hear the entire lesson in around 10 minutes, minus the music. Today, we want to ask you to take note of Luke 15, verses 1 through 10. There's a wonderful summary statement at the end of today's passage. It says there's joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner that repents. The 10 verses we will read and discuss today highlight this point. God is in the business of saving sinners. And when one sinner, any sinner, comes to know Jesus, it's a joyous occasion. God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And he would have all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. Our passage of the day reveals this to be the case in a very vivid way. One sinner is our theme from Luke 15, 1 through 10. We've already mentioned the word repentance today, and we'll read it again at the end of today's text. The word means a change of mind, especially the change of mind of those who have begun to abhor their errors and misdeeds. We're talking about a person who's walking their own path, but turns around, walking in exactly the opposite direction. It is to turn from sin to Christ. We can see why this has relevance from the very beginning of the chapter, Luke 15, 1. Then drew near unto him all the publicans and sinners for to hear him. The first group of people it says Jesus spoke with were publicans. These are tax collectors, those who collect taxes and tolls. One concordance reads, These tax collectors were a class detested not only by Jews, but by other nations also, both on account of their employment and of the harshness, greed, and deception with which they did their job. They were considered to be dishonest and disreputable. Much evidence, both from the Scripture and elsewhere, would reinforce this idea. The second group Jesus spoke with were sinners— this is more of a general term for all wicked men. The term spoke specifically of men stained with certain definite vices or crimes. They could have been tax collectors, but they were definitely heathens. They would be described as people devoted to sin. Certainly these were people walking their own way. They were on the broad road, which the scripture speaks of, the road that leads to destruction. But the people on that road, these included, realize not their destination. Their choices please the flesh and seem right in their own estimation, but the Bible calls them, and us before knowing Christ, lost. There is another audience that observes the scene, Luke fifteen two, And the Pharisees and scribes murmured, saying, This man receiveth sinners, and eateth with them. These religious Jews, experts in the law and their own traditions, seem always to observe. They look for ways to accuse Jesus, and they have disdain for those with whom he speaks, rarely stopping to consider their own wickedness of heart. For despite their reputations for piety, they're merely sinners like those they accuse, because all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And there is none that doeth good. No, not one. This is when Jesus begins to speak. Luke 15, 3. And he spake this parable unto them, saying, Now a parable is a story set on earth, but communicating a heavenly principle. It's meant to teach us something spiritual, but it does so in a way that's relatable, practical, common. You'll see what I mean here. Luke 15, 4. What man of you, having an hundred sheep, if he lose one of them, doth not leave the ninety and nine in the wilderness and go after that which is lost until he find it. This is a pretty simple question. It is perhaps one that made even more sense to Jesus' audience, but it makes sense to us as well. We can see the logic in leaving the ninety and nine. If one sheep is lost, we must find that sheep. Our primary concern at that moment is, is not those sheep that are safe and sound, but the sheep that could be anywhere, lost, in danger, unprotected, with no shepherd, with no guide, alone. That kind of sheep has no hope in the wilderness, but one, that is his shepherd, which must leave the others to find him. How many of us would argue that this is the right course of action? Jesus asked this audience, and he asked us. Well, something else is quite logical. Luke 15, 5 and 6. And when he hath found it, he layeth it on his shoulders, rejoicing. And when he cometh home, he calleth together his friends and neighbors, saying unto them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep, which was lost. No doubt this shepherd would have feared the worst. Any sheep separated from his shepherd faces certain death. Sheep need a shepherd. So when the shepherd finds this lost sheep, he rejoices. He carries the sheep on his own shoulders. That sheep is no doubt weary from fear and wandering, and he's in total reliance upon the strength of his rescuer. The shepherd calls his friends and neighbors. He expects them rightly to rejoice with him. For they understand not only the danger that was avoided for that sheep, but the joy of the shepherd who cares for the sheep, who left all ninety-nine others to seek this one. Luke fifteen seven, I say unto you that likewise joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repenteth, more than over ninety and nine just persons which need no repentance. Do you remember the description of Jesus' audience? publicans, sinners, Pharisees, and scribes. The first two knew the depth of their sin. The second two denied it. Everyone here was in need of rescue, and God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. When one turns from their sin and turns to Christ, there's rejoicing in heaven. Seen in another way, Luke 15, 8, and 9, Either what woman, having ten pieces of silver, if she lose one piece, doth not light a candle, and sweep the house, and seek diligently till she find it? And when she hath found it, she calleth her friends and her neighbors together, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the piece which I had lost. This piece of silver was valuable, as the sheep was valuable and a diligent search is begun. The intention is always to recover this valuable item, and finding it is cause for rejoicing. That rejoicing extends beyond the woman of the house to friends and neighbors that care for her. The rejoicing is over the recovery of the silver. We have no difficulty understanding the reason for the search or the reason for the rejoicing that it's a successful search. If we have a good enough imagination, we can probably picture how they felt to the woman. We should also relate to the next verse if we know Christ as Savior, and that's Luke 15.10. Likewise I say unto you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner that repenteth. Lost sinners, when they are found by Christ, are cause for celebration. As the angels gather to celebrate... Separated from God because of our sin, traveling our own path away from God. And then God intervenes. He shows us the error of our ways. He shows us the futility of any attempts to save ourselves. And he explains via his word the wonderful sacrifice of Jesus that makes it possible through that sacrifice for us to be saved, to be found, to be rescued from certain death. This is cause for our own rejoicing, but it is cause for rejoicing in heaven, too, and on earth, among those who've already been found by him. In fact, there's little more exciting on this earth or in heaven than this lost sheep being found. Well, you've been listening to the Take Note podcast. These few minutes together are brought to you by Harvest Ministries and KHMG on Guam. Our website is khmg.org, khmg.org. Every episode, we ask you to take note of a theme or topic from the Word of God. My name is Chris Harper. Thanks for listening.